0: Hey guys, I am here today with Paul Valenzuela. He's a medical cannabis patient, activist, and professional. He has focused his professional work on the nursery sector of the industry and strives to create the best clone experience possible. Thank you for joining us today, and I'm so excited to get all of your knowledge.
1: Thank you, Leah. Thank you. This is uh, super excited. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Yes. So, let's start off. Tell us your background and how you guys
1: Cannabis, oh man, she's uh, she's been in my life for a little while now, and you know I always refer to cannabis as a as a her, you know, because of the female male, yep. um, you know, structure of the plant. Um, but it started early. It started in my late teens, um, you know, exposure to cannabis and really finding out the true potential, you know, medically, you know, for my own use and for you know loved ones' uses as well. And you know she's she's stayed with me ever since. So. It's been, it's been a long journey.
0: Yeah. So why did you decide to go into the cannabis industry?
1: Well, it's, it's from the get-go, I was a patient, right? So I was visiting dispensaries up and down California, you know, being a part of the culture. And this was around 2008 to 2012, uh, 2011 or so, where it was, it was really, there's a lot going on in the culture, right? That the medical days were, were alive and well. And, um, you know, I was just embraced by it and, you know, I've always had a kind of entrepreneurial mindset, you know, businesses and little hustles and stuff. So, um, it's always in the back of my head, but, you know, I never had a place to set up a crop, right. Right. The crop grow going and, uh, you know, taking it from there. So after a little bit of time in the corporate end of things in my early twenties, um, you know, I have finally had a space to set up a crop. And, uh, you know, didn't look back. I I quit the corporate gig and dove headfirst into cannabis professionally. And, you know, I had been a patient and advocate, you know, like I said, since 2007. So, um, you know, I combined that with the business aspect, you know, entrepreneurial aspect to try to create something from nothing. And uh, here we are a few years later.
0: Yeah, it's a great field to get into now. It's gonna explode and it's nice
1: to get started.
0: Yeah. Nice to have all that experience. So what are potential jobs a person could do in this industry and how do you get started?
1: You know, it's, it's not always the easiest thing, you know, I'll be honest with you. Right. Um, because it's, it's come from a culture of being really tight knit and you really work with a small circle, small group of people. So you always want to just get in where you can and usually entry level jobs, Um, You know, nowadays is, you know, um, as a grow technician, cultivation technician, where you're essentially be doing the manual labor of cultivating the plants where you're picking leaves, you're, you know, transplanting you're filling pots up with dirt, you're watering plants, so on and so forth. Um, On the other end of it is trimming, you know, trimming by hand. It's not an easy gig, you know, It's, it's strenuous on your body to sit for a long period of time in the same motion and trimming, trimming, trimming it's it's it, it takes a toll on you yeah um, but it's a way to get into the to the business into the garden right to prove yourself um you know which you know i've done that you know a few times where just you, you got to get in the building just to prove yourself just to have your shot because if you yes. aspire to do more in that garden you could talk all you want, but it's hard to show them your passion and your dedication to the work. So getting in an entry level, um, you know, pay is not always the, it's not top tier pay, it's entry level pay, but um, the experience and the connections you can make while you're inside opens a whole new field of opportunities. Yes,
0: totally. So like, what are positions that someone who's entry level just got into this space could do?
1: Um, like I said, trimming, um, is a big one in cultivation end of it on the like manufacturing end of it. There's a lot of packaging jobs. There's, um, you know, every little sector has its own kind of entry-level positions, right? Where you're either kind of manning, you know, big machines that are doing 90% of the work and you're finished packaging or you're, you know, you're doing inventory or your delivery driver. Or, you know, other things like that, that, you know, there's, there's a lot of need for it. You know, there's a lot of need for all aspects of business in general, you know?
0: Yes, totally. Do you think someone can go from entry level to a higher position pretty fast or does it take a long time?
1: I would say fast. Yeah. Um, You know, one thing that I wasn't used to previously was um, like startup companies, Right. Mm-hmm. Companies that are getting started from from nothing. They got some funding, they got a dream and they got the ambitions to to create something. I came from, you know, big established companies where, you know, it's a bit different. Right. But um, the benefit is that it's a small team and it's rapidly growing. The company is rapidly growing. So you could advance in a year or two faster than you would in a corporate life of three, four years. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's the, the business is moving fast. And if you prove yourself, there's even more of a need for, you know, managerial positions and, um, you know, executives and so on and so forth.
0: Nice. So what jobs did you work in the industry? Were you only doing cultivation stuff or like true?
1: I've, I've done a little bit of everything, um, mainly cultivation and, um, trimming. I was never really on the retail end of things. Um, you know, like a bud tender or something like that. Um, which I did that kind of just with friends and family showed them what kind of products to take and stuff. But um, I was always in the garden or trimming as well.
0: Got it. So what does a cannabis nursery do? I know that's your
1: expert. Yeah, well, you know, when I when I wanted to start a crop back in the day, I, I hit a roadblock. Once I set up the room, the lights, the fans, the roadblock was I need clones. Where do I get clones? Right. It was very difficult to find a, a consistent source of clones that are like clean and, and proven genetics and quality. You could, re, you know, trust your, your crop on your room that you just built. So, you know, I got started in the nursery business in, from the get go because I had my own need. And I said, look, you know, no one else is doing this and there's such a high need for it. I'm going to give it a shot. So, a nursery provides um, the start plants the starter plants for a grow mm. so every grow needs a crop and they start with small little clones is what they call them and small little baby starter plants <laughs> um, by you know the numbers get really big in these in some of these facilities and uh, they provide all those starter plants for every every grow
0: oh wow. so like how many plants or like how many of those little baby plants do you guys have like that must be a lot
1: it's the numbers are, are big. Yeah. The mm-hmm. numbers are big. Commercial, commercial operations, they require up to tens of thousands of plants. Whoa. Sometimes at once
0: because
1: mm. that's the, the size of a, the crop that they're, that they're planting, but numbers in the thousands, you know, thousand plus 3000, 4,000, especially if like the outdoor grows mm-hmm. is where you get those big numbers. The big greenhouses get those big numbers. Um, and indoor facilities are still 500, 1,000, you know, right around that range. Um, but it goes all the way down to your personal six plants too. So yeah. it's, de- you know, dependent on the, on the garden.
0: So have you worked in both outside and inside like nursery? Stuff?
1: Um, I haven't had the pleasure to work outside only in, in indoors. Yeah.
0: Got it. So do you know what's the advantages of working indoors?
1: Um, in control and consistency, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're really, for better, for worse, you control every aspect of the warehouse, the building and the environment. Um, so if something fails, it's on you, but if it doesn't fail, it's perfect and it's predictable. Yeah. Um, so that's a huge benefit. But on the greenhouse space, you know, your costs go way down, your efficiency goes way up. You're talking mass scale production, like true nursery. Is meant for big greenhouse type of spaces um but you know prohibition and stuff drove everybody indoors and that's where that culture came yeah from. uh
0: I promise <laughs> <laughs> of course so what is it like managing a cannabis nursery what are your like daily uh well, first of all good. it's
1: it's it's fun right because you're you're creating thousands of plants for other gardens. And it's, it's, it's always great to make them make the plants sad to see them go. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, managing a nursery, it's, it's like a something on repeat. So every week there's a certain, you know, certain things that happen in uh, the garden with the mother plants, certain things that happen with the clones. Um, they're ready, then they get sold. You know, you're managing clients you're managing accounts. Um, you're managing a team of people. That's You know, can't really miss a beat, can't take days off, you know, unpredictably because the plants are counting on you. So, uh, you know, managing it is just staying consistent in your operations and it becomes rinse and repeat. You know, it's a two week cycle, you know, for the most part, then bigger things happen every couple months, every quarter, so on and so forth. But you got to be able to be consistent in the garden and in the nursery to get consistent results. So sometimes that's the hardest thing is just staying the course and not getting too distracted right
0: yeah so do you you said you can't really miss a day do you work like seven days
1: <laughs> no i mean with, with the team you manage you manage a schedule and uh you know you know what the plant's gonna need you know at certain times of day so you schedule it to to, to have a life to make and it work <laughs> yeah definitely definitely
0: so what is the process of cloning
1: Well, the process of cloning is is taking a duplicating a genetic that you already have, right? So you have a mom plant, a mother plant that is the proven winner. You want to make fill up an entire room of that specific uh, genetic. You take snippets, you take cuttings of that, take it through a rooting process, which usually lasts about 14 days, um, which it goes through a, a humidity increase in humidity. You encourage roots to strike. And you get a finished plant that's the same genetic as before, just in a smaller state with the full root zone and ready to get transplanted and grow up, flower out, and become you know a finished flower. So you're you're creating the beginning stage there.
0: So is there like a specific part you cut off, or yeah? Usually,
1: I mean, you're what you cut is what you're gonna get, right? So (laughs) if your plant has to be you know healthy, happy you know, passing disease free. And ideally you want to get the, the most vigorous growth in the top that, you know, has grown up getting great light and air, great airflow. You want to take that top amount of growth. So you could take that quality and move it along. Cause if you get a little side branch or something from the bottom, eh, it's going to start off that way and probably finish off that way as well.
0: Yeah. Wow. Oh, and isn't the top of it like where the apical meristem is or something that's yeah. where like, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's, I'm that's, learning
0: my play biology.
1: No, that's great. That's yeah. where, uh, that's where tissue culture comes into play, but that's, that's a whole other, you know, side. Oh yeah.
0: So what are some mistakes people make when cloning?
1: Um, some mistakes are too much moisture, mm. too much water. You know, the, the cloning process does involve uh, high humidity, and you do need high humidity, especially in the early stages. But uh, you know, there's people that just go overboard with it, and you know, don't want to encourage drybacks or or the you know the little environment to breathe and get an air exchange or anything like that. So some issues is just keeping it too moist, too damp, too closed off for too long. That just that doesn't uh, create the best environment. So you know, let your let your plants breathe, get them fresh air, and uh, the moisture will come right back and you'll be way better off.
0: So give us the summary, I know this is a big question, but give us a summary of how a person can grow for the first time, like seed to end products.
1: Okay, Um, start with your environment, okay? This could be a spare bedroom, a garage, a tent within a room, um, you know, a big warehouse, what have you, your environment is where it starts with, okay? So you don't want big swings. You don't want someone, something really uh, hot or really cold in a basement or something. You want to create an environment that you could kind of control if it's indoors and stay within a comfortable range. If it's comfortable for you, it's probably comfortable for the plant. Um, So start there. You know, there's a lot of aspects we go into, but uh, you know, air conditioning and systems and a fan or fresh air if you live somewhere nice. But you know, uh, an environment that you could maintain a comfortable range in. Um, start with some clones, I would say. Um, saves you a lot of time versus starting with seeds. Uh, seeds is possible, but you're going to add uh, probably a couple months worth to your your growing time. So uh, start with clones. Get a get a good trusted clone. Um, Where can someone find clones? You know, the laws vary everywhere, right? But, um, <laughs> you know, dispensaries, you know, medical dispensaries, recreational dispensaries are able to sell them, but you know, the nursery space is not always as uh, on the forefront and things. So, right, you know, not everybody carries clones. Cause once again, they're, they're kind of an afterthought, right? Nobody puts enough they, thought to them.
0: They probably don't want to sell clones in dispensaries because they just want you to buy their flower, not you grow your own.
1: <laughs> right. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's like advocated, you know, with, you know, big companies do that, but it's like, Hey, you know, you got to encourage growing your own. You got to give them access to do so, you know, it's yeah. not going to be everything you need and be self-sufficient from the first clone you buy. I guarantee you that, <laughs> you know, so and you want a little variety in your life too. So, yeah. um, start with the clone, you know, I would go down to your local hydro, hydro store, hydroponic store, um, get set up there. Why I would say go locally, cause you can get some knowledge, right. That, you know, you could get, you could save a couple bucks on the internet but you don't have anybody to speak to that knows what you're doing and right. can point you in the right direction, get you set up with the right nutrients, um, the right light, you know, the right potting soil, all that good stuff. So uh, you know, shop local, go down, chat with somebody, You know, go home with all the equipment you need and uh, a little bit of love, a, little, a lot of patience. And uh, you know, eight to 10 weeks later, you uh, should have some finished flour. Um, I mean, the biggest thing that could hurt your crop no matter who you are, is pest and disease. So you gotta stay clean, you gotta stay proactive on you know, some, some insecticidal sprays, some mildew preventative sprays, some sticky traps, good airflow, um, you know, cleanliness, because pest and disease could ruin any crop and it hurts when it does.
0: For sure. So what struggles have you faced in this emerging industry?
1: You know, from the beginning was like, you know, stereotyping and, uh, you know, not being able to be as for, you know, open about what my passions were, where my interests lied, um, you know, what I did for a living, you know, you, you know, in the beginning was tough because you you couldn't really openly discuss, you know, this plant. Um, Nowadays, you could have the conversation and more than likely someone's involved one way or another. So it's, you're, it's a way different conversation today so in the beginning was was just tougher to even talk about it and say what you were up to um you know that's that's always been tough in this industry
0: yeah like <laughs> now when my family's like what are you doing like not my not my close family they know what i'm doing but <clears throat> like cousins and stuff they're they found out i switched my major from biology to plant and soil science and they're like so what are you gonna do with that and like what are
1: <laughs> They're already and thinking, it, it, you know.
0: But a lot of people don't understand the crazy amount of potential of this industry, and they think it's going to be impossible to get into like later. And I'm like, no, I think there's going to be a lot more opportunities for people. It's going to provide so many jobs. Like yep. it's going to completely change everything. And I don't know. I'm just like, you know, you guys can just watch and see what happens. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, I, I saw a post uh, on Instagram from the Beard Bros uh, you know, about job growth and, you know, there's almost half a million jobs created right now. And, wow. And to top it all off, there's still no legitimate banking for mm-hmm. licensed companies. It's like, there's still a stifled industry jobs yeah. just waiting to be created. And the potential for anything to happen is, could be because we're so early in this industry. It doesn't feel like it.
0: Yeah. It doesn't So
1: early and, and anything's really, you know, possible.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it keeps me going I'm like I'm still early even though it doesn't feel like it (laughs) so with all your cannabis knowledge and experience um what are you doing now
1: now I'm uh I'm an online clone coach so um I've helped a lot of other gardens throughout the years with their clones uh their mother plants their nursery in general um you know virtually as well so something I've been doing for a little while and finally, you know, kind of got it packaged up and ready to go out for even more uh, people. So, I mean, my intentions are just to help as many nurseries as I can make the best clones ever, you know, so creating healthy, beautiful mother plants that give off tons and tons of clones on a consistent basis in the right environment and have your clone production just be off the charts and have it be predictable for the rest of your garden, for the rest of everybody's gardens that you're supplying um, you know, the nursery sector and the, the clone section is so important because um, you're producing something by the thousands and it has to be the consistent every time. Got to be ready to go for every crop on a timely schedule. So uh, I help people, you know, do that.
0: Amazing. Well, we, we need people like you in this industry <laughs> for sure. Very, very important. So what are your goals with this for the future?
1: You know, I want to help... Um, as many gardens uh, throughout the country. I know state after state um, is opening up, you know, more and more programs and they all call for producing flour. Um, in order to produce all that flour, you need to have good nursery stock. You got to have a consistent nursery, um, you know, in your back pocket, whether it's in-house or you're starting a business in one of these states and you're supplying other grows. Uh, a solid nursery source, a trusted nursery source is Uh, you know, so valuable everywhere you go. So I want to help, you know, and I've been in the nursery business as well. So I understand, you know, genetics and what sells, the operations, um, you know, how the nursery business, you know, moves around. So uh, I want to just help as many nurseries throughout the country, you know, state by state, help my, help my country out.
0: Amazing. (laughs) Thank you for what you do. (laughs) So where can people find you on social media and website? tell them,
1: yeah. inform them. <laughs> Absolutely. Clone Coach. So that's the handle on uh, Instagram, on YouTube, and, um, you know, clonecoach.com is where you can find the uh, online cl- uh, cloning program and uh, online coaching as well. If you have any questions that are beyond uh, just specific rooting, you know, you have mother plant questions, environment questions, um, you know, any other nursery aspect we could do some one-on-one coaching on there as well so clonecoach.com and clonecoach on uh, the other platforms
0: sweet thank you so much for taking the time today i'm thank sure' you. someone out there really needed to hear your
1: knowledge i appreciate it so much it was it was awesome i really helped you know this reaches somebody um, you know I, I saw that it's getting worldwide so yeah yes.
0: my listeners i've hit yes. every continent now Woo!
1: That's amazing. Congrats. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA? And why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up-to-date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnex.